Hello and welcome. This is Story You Talk Radio, and this is the first edition for 2020, the year of clear vision. So I want to thank you for reserving this hour to spend with me, and I am here to support you with the stories we live by as well as the stories you are writing. I'm here every Thursday at 4 p.m. for your drive home and on Fridays at 6 a.m. when you're getting ready for work or driving on into the office. And like I said, this is a place for the stories you live by, whether it is your work story, your family story, your love story, your money story, or the stories you're writing, maybe for your brand, your business, self-development, maybe you're doing some fiction, maybe a little legacy or biography. I help people with all of that. And you can find out more by listening each week or by going to my website, and that's www.coachdebbie.com, and that's D-E-B-B-Y dot com. Today I will be taking your calls if you're interested in getting some free coaching or just having a little collaboration. My number is 1-888-298-298. Five five six nine. That's one eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine. You can also go to my Facebook page, which is Coach Debbie, and again that's D E B B Y, and you can send me a message in Messenger, or you can add a comment to any of the links, or you can even go over to my personal page, which is Debbie Handrich, and that is spelled just like it sounds. It's H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H, and that's open for comments and messaging as well. So I want to thank Ani, who inspired today's topic, when she asked, what does resolution mean to you? Because I know as we go into a new year, we think a lot about resolutions and what it means to have a New Year's resolution. So have you, have you created one for your writing? Have you been thinking about that? I know I felt an extreme pressure because somewhere, oh, around Thanksgiving maybe, Somewhere I realized we weren't just going into a new year. We were going into a new decade. And I thought, oh, my goodness. (laughs) Now there's some pressure, right? We don't want to just get our resolution going well for the next 365 days if that wasn't enough. But I I didn't do the math. So times 10, what's that, 36,000? I don't know. I can't do it while I'm on the air, (laughs) but it's a lot of days, right? And that's a lot of pressure. So how are you feeling around the idea of having a resolution? I can tell you this, a lot of us that are afraid of resolutions just decide we won't have anything to do with it. That's often where fear will send you. 
It'll send you running. It'll send you in a far direction away because it says, well, I don't know if I've done them well in the past, so why not just let them go and not involve in any now? But there are more compassionate and graceful ways to step into a resolution and to simultaneously be stepping into a new year. And in our case, even a new decade. So what is it that you think of when you think of the word resolution? I know those that are going through fear are probably thinking of how they're going to white knuckle their way through the whole year. But that's not what I want to help you with. I want to help you with something that is far more graceful. Some people say a resolution is about making a new and firm decision. It means having a goal where you're not going to waver this time. But for many, it it means on January 1st, early in the morning, you start something new. I know some of my friends are doing health resolutions and their new memberships to the gym began January 1st. One of my coaches made a great joke. Jessica, I laughed so hard when she said, so far this year I've made it to the gym every day. Well, not bad, but there's only been two days so far this year, right? So you can see having a resolution sometimes is is scary. It makes us think that we're worried failure is just around the corner. For some people, defining resolution means having a new purpose. It means taking an idea that's sort of been floating around in your mind and saying, I'm not going to just have an idea. I'm actually going to be purposeful and take action and make something happen. I went straight to the thesaurus after seeing what friends were see- were saying, and I looked for what does the thesaurus said. My favorite word that I found was that resolution meant having guts. That's a good one, right? Because that comes right back to our life. And for me, it's the way I talk. Having a resolution means I'm being pretty gutsy. I'm being brave. I'm really showing up in a new way or in a new found way. Another thing that Thesaurus said is that having a resolution means to have a direct aim or what some might call an intention. So those are just some words you can play with around the idea of resolution and the stories of your life and maybe the stories you are writing. And I want to support you in how to do this with compassion. So again, if you are listening in on the live show, I want to encourage you to get on Facebook Messenger and send me a question. Or you can even send me an email and write to Ask Coach Debbie, and that's Debbie spelled with a Y, Ask Coach Debbie at gmail.com. So ask Coach Debbie is all one word at gmail.com. And I will read those questions and answer you with coaching advice right here on the air. 
And because I have your email address, I can even send you a direct link to this show so you can listen to it anytime. If you are someone that likes to listen to podcasts at your own leisure, I want to encourage you to sign up at podcastone.com. That's all one word. Um, actually, it's an app, Podcast One, and you can go to Story You Talk Radio, Story, capital U, Talk Radio, where you'll see my purple logo, and you can subscribe and have every single issue sent to you. And it only uses up downloading space when you actually download the edition. Uh, it'll just sit there in your mail until then. You can also find this on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, SoundCloud, might even be on Spreaker, might even be on TuneIn. So check those out and see if that works for your lifestyle. I really was thinking about what does resolution mean to me? When I'm serious about making a resolution, what am I serious about doing? And for me, a resolution is a deep act of listening. It's when I get quiet with a new idea and I listen and listen for my guidance to help me make a decision. So for example, if I want to make a new resolution about my blog, I might just take 10 minutes and be very still and just close my eyes and listen and ask, what would this year look like if I wrote a new blog post every two weeks? What would this year look like? And I just listen for my own guidance to start talking to me. Usually my fear starts and says, well, you're going to need to put that on the calendar. It's not on the calendar right now. It's a fast talk. I usually know it's my fear because it talks fast. You're going to have to put that on the calendar. You're going to have to make it a, a regular day. You know, it can't just be some random thing. If it's ever going to happen, it's got to be regular. And because that voice in my head is speeding fast, what I'm accustomed to knowing is that's not yet really my guidance. It's a voice in my head, but it's not, it's not really my place of compassion or wisdom. So if I just hang out another moment, that voice starts to slow down. And she goes from saying, you know, you got to think of one day a week. What, what would be one day a week you could commit to right now, Debbie? What would be one day? I start to feel myself slowing down a bit. And I think, you know, Sundays, I really like Sundays for writing. Especially like Sundays because I'm usually by the water on Sundays. I usually make a minimal amount of plans on Sundays. That could be a really good day for me. Even though I like to think of Sunday as a non-work day, I don't necessarily think of blogging as work. And as I sit with that idea, I notice that my thoughts are coming to me slower. Sunday isn't really a work day, but blogging isn't really work to me. It's just something I do. 
when I allow myself to just be still, even then I find that I start to open up a little more. And I think about Sundays, maybe Sunday could be a great day to blog, but in the background, if I don't just go and put it on my calendar, if I don't do some compassionate action right there and then, I find my fear voice comes back. And it starts saying things like, well, remember that one year when you said you were going to blog on Sundays and then you didn't? What if you end up doing that? What if you end up saying you're going to do it and then you don't do it and then you fill your time with other stuff? And that fear voice starts to speed up and rattle me. And that's when I realized that resolution isn't just being available to listen to what my goals are, my intentions, my aim, my purpose, my desire. Really, a resolution is bigger than listening, and it's an act of forgiveness, and often an act of forgiving me, because I'm usually making a resolution because somewhere along the line, it didn't work out in years past. So maybe I resolved in years past that every Sunday at 8 o'clock in the morning, I would get up and do my daily practice and make my coffee and pet the kitty and then go to town on my blog. And then I found I did it six times and I never did it again. You know, if I want to start 2020 with the new resolution that I'm going to be blogging, I might have to really go to the beginning of this and forgive myself that in 2017 it really didn't work out well. Didn't work out because I said it would be every Sunday. I said it was going to be at 8 a.m. no matter what. I said that I would do it with the kitty cat. I mean, sometimes the kitty cat doesn't want to get come and sit with me and help me get my, my muse going. So that act of forgiveness that I'm going to make this intention, this resolution that Sunday is a great day to blog, but I don't think I'm going to hold my feet to the fire this time that it's got to be at 8 a.m. I, I don't have my own kitty cat anymore. So I might want to take that off the list. I, I might want to take off the list how many words it's got to be, you know, because really that's not so compassionate. What if I just set out the idea that Sunday twice a month sounds really good. I'm resolved to test that out. And if it doesn't work, maybe a different day. Maybe I'll find that I want to do it more often if I do it in the evening. Maybe I'll find that Sunday doesn't work and there's a different day to do it. Whatever. What's important is that I listen to my inner guidance and that I'm willing to forgive myself for however it didn't go well in the past. If I want it to go well in the future, I've got to forgive myself that maybe in the past... It didn't go so well, and I'm really willing to start fresh and try it a new way. We're just about to go to our first break, so I want to invite you to think about this. What is something you could resolve around your story, your story that you're taking into the new year? And just for now, it doesn't have to be about writing. 
It could be about some story in your life, something with family, something with finances, something with friends, any story at all. And if you like, it could be about writing. But I want to invite you to send in a question or an idea of how you might make this resolution. And I'm happy to brainstorm this with you or answer any questions you have. Again, you can get in touch with me on Facebook. I've got that open right now. You can go to my Coach Debbie site, which is D-E-B-B-Y. Or you can go to my personal site, Debbie Handrich. Or you can go to my email, which is askcoachdebbie at gmail. And that's spelled D-E-B-B-Y, askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. So let's just take a quick break. And we will be right back to talk about your New Year's resolution. Hi, I'm Kathy Cooper, and every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m., I'll be hosting Lost and Found. We'll be discussing all types of losses, but it's not going to be the doom and gloom hour. It'll be an hour of education, support, validation, and yes, we will have a little bit of humor. So won't you join me Wednesdays, 1 to 2 p.m., Loss and Found, because every loss matters, and through every loss, something can be found. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love from the Hip. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world. Their skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. You found us. Maybe you've been guided to listen. Alternative Talk 1150. Hello and welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I am your host, Coach Debbie, and we are talking about a pretty juicy topic that sends a lot of us into a fear coma, and that is our New Year's resolution. For so many of us, we get scared that we're not going to be able to complete our resolution even before we've written it down. So I am here today to help you be more compassionate and more graceful around your New Year's resolution. As a way of starting it out, I went on Facebook today and I found this cute little picture of 
a girl in her underwear diving face down into a giant cup of coffee and it says good morning obviously it's a caricature but i thought it was funny all you see are her panties in the air and she's just you know head first in this cup of coffee and then next to that big giant cup of coffee is her kitty cat her iphone her journal and maybe her cozy socks and the blackout mask that she slept in. I think it's a really, really cute image. And I wrote next to it, I began the new year with coffee, my journal, and a chocolate truffle. Now, let me tell you this. I put that up there because I wanted to inspire a lighter tone while we are really getting into our New Year's resolution. I, I often start the new year by saying, this is the year I will conquer any addiction I have to chocolate. And you might think that has nothing to do with writing, but for me it has everything to do with writing. Because the minute I sit down to write anything, my first thought is, where's my chocolate? And I really wouldn't dare to sit down to write anything if I thought the cupboards were bare of chocolate. There's no way. It's a huge crutch for me. But it's also a lovely little reward. And when I'm a little more gentle with myself, like I was today, I have a cup of coffee, I get out my journal, I feel relaxed, and sometimes I have a little chocolate truffle just for breakfast. And that's my little compassionate way of saying, I don't have to white knuckle my way to run away from chocolate and it's, it's liability, <laughs> should I say, with me. But I, I do want to celebrate that there is something fun about chocolate. And there's a lot of good around resolution. But why not resolve to have a writing practice and a little truffle alongside of it. Why not? It makes me feel happy. I have never really sat down to write and gobbled down, you know, a half a box of truffles or something like that. I, I don't have that pattern in me. But I do have this feeling like my, my friend, Mr. Chocolate, should be in the cupboard, if not one truffle on my desk when I write. That's just a little reward and a little gentle way of honoring that it's time to write. I see I have a writer on Gmail. James is writing in from New York. Uh, I used to do a podcast where I received far more outreach nationally. So, James, I remember you. And I want to thank you for writing in. I haven't heard from you so far this 2019, and we just got going on 2020. So it is so nice to see your name pop up in my email. James writes a short note and says, So glad you are doing resolutions because I don't know if you remember how you helped me with one and my mother, when she was on her deathbed, oh, I, I don't remember off the top of my head, James, but I am so glad you wrote back 
Um, going on, you said, my mother has passed on to the new world and I have come to peace with this. I wanted to write her biography for some time, but I always found stumbling blocks and quite frankly just felt that I was underqualified. I wrote a New Year's resolution for 2018 that I would write every single day, but it didn't happen and I wrote very little during 2019. Right now as 2020 is up and going, I have not written a resolution, but since I will write every day didn't work for me, what do you think would be my next step? Hmm. Okay. Uh, James, one thing I'm curious about is why it didn't work. And if you have a sense of that. So my advice would be to sit with the, why do you believe it didn't work? And I, I want to pass on an exercise that sometimes I do when I want to know why something didn't work for me, but I actually want to move beyond what I would call the surface layer of why, why it didn't work. So I think you said it was 2018. You wrote the resolution that you would, you would be writing every day. If that's so, um, why didn't it work? So I'm going to, since I, I don't have you on the line to do live coaching. Hey, if you want to call in, we can do this. Um, let me give you the phone number. It's one 298 5569 If you want to do this together, we can, we can do it. Uh, but since we're not on the phone right now, I'm actually going to walk you through an exercise sometimes I do. So if it were me, I would say, why did it not work to write every day? And then I would answer it. It didn't work to write every day because I couldn't seem to find myself at the desk doing it. Okay. And then I would invite you to take it to the next level. Why did I not find myself at the desk every day? Okay. I didn't find myself at the desk every day writing because there were some days I just didn't want to get up that early. Okay. So then we take it to the next level. Why did it not work to write early in the morning? And see what the mind says. Well, it didn't work to write early in the morning because if I'm going to have a bad time of day, often it's going to be the morning. Aha. And then, now we're getting into juicy stuff here, James. Are you still with me? Why does it not work to write every day when that might be my bad part of day? And then I'm just going to be very vulnerable here. If it were me, I would say something like, it doesn't work to write every day in the morning because sometimes that's my hard time of day and I don't want to see hard stuff reflecting back. I actually want to write every day and write about happy stuff. Aha! Now we're on to something. So, did you hear that? We, we set the goal to write every day. 
And then we go looking for why it didn't work. It didn't work because I couldn't seem to get there every day. I couldn't seem to get there every day because, what did I say? Can you help me remember? Let's see. I think it was because uh, mornings were hard. Um, sometimes I, I just uh, don't get up early. And when mornings are hard, I think the juicy part came in that I don't actually want to write about hard stuff. I want to write about happy stuff. And let's just say that was your experience, James, and others. Then uh, as your coach, I might, I might say, would you be willing to write about something hard knowing it will lead you away from the hard and into something easier? That's one way to fix the problem, which is if you wake up and it's early and it's a daily thing you want to do and the only thing that's really keeping you from doing this daily is that you don't want to see your bad mood on the page, what if you said, I'm willing to see my bad mood on the page for a paragraph or two? And at that point, I want to kind of turn things around and and see where I can go with it. I find, personally, if I'm willing to be with a bad mood, whether I'm writing or sitting with it or having a cup of coffee and just got my eyes closed or even my eyes wide open and I'm looking at the water, if I'm willing to be with that funky mood for a moment or two or three or ten minutes, it starts to leave me. And my writing goes from being funky to happy. I, I come through it. I can trust now, because I've been doing it for a while, that that will happen. And if it's something horrible, you know, sometimes it does bring me to tears. And it does invite the opportunity to step away and come back later on. But it's important to realize if I really want to write daily, if I really want that to be my resolution, I have to work with it, not against it. I have to find out what is going to allow me to be with it. Do I need to sit with it? Do I need to come back later? Do I need to write a bit so that I get through the bad mood and come through and find my way to different writing? What is it that's going to allow that daily practice to happen. What is it for me? James, I hope that serves you. And if in the future you want to call and go through this together, again, the number here for James or for anyone is 1-888-298-5569. Another resolution you might have is this notion that you have to write for a long period of time every day if it's going to count. Oh, boy, did I, I found my way into all kinds of trouble because I used to have this two-hour minimum that I believed I had to write if I was in any way a writer. Like, how could you be a writer if less than two hours out of 24 hours was going to writing? I knew that Stephen King wrote all day long. And while I didn't want to necessarily write books similar to him, I respected his practice. 
I respected his ability to get up and start writing. But could I stick with it for two hours daily? Not even close. And I'm not even sure where I I decided that I was some sort of failure if I couldn't keep to it. But I do remember putting that in my journal over and over again, that my New Year's resolution to write two hours a day just wasn't happening. So because it wasn't happening, I decided to shift it to two hours on the weekend. And I wouldn't write for six days in a row. And then I just tried to make it happen on the weekend, and that wasn't working. And that's when I felt like just a morbid failure. And what I found was that sitting still for two hours doesn't work. Not for me. It works if it's not a resolution and that I'm really in the flow and I've really got something going on, but it didn't work as some sort of white-knuckled rule. So I had to go through those questions of why and find out what would work for me. And I found I like to write a little bit more often as opposed to a lot every day. That just that just did not work for me. I, I'm someone who has a spiritual practice where I read something that is spiritual every day where I take time to at least speak a voice message if I don't write it in my own handwriting. But I take time for spirituality every day because it helps me feel grounded and like me. But what I thought was going to help me feel like me and grounded in me and my energy was that if I wrote every day, for two hours and it didn't it didn't it actually made me feel like a fraud so we have to let practices go when they don't serve us but stick with the investigation so we find out what will serve us another one that people find is common for them and they give up on is that they have to write until something is done. But they set up done as an entire chapter. Or they set up a, a page count that is just horrifyingly difficult to get to. Maybe they want to write a minimum of 20 pages a day. And they find that they can't. Many of you know Julia Cameron, who wrote The Artist's Way, and she has an exercise called morning pages where you just unload three pages of writing a day to get you into the flow of hearing your writer's voice. That was a practice I did in the 90s to sort of ground myself and, and just claim, am I going to be a writer or not? And because I knew none of those words and pages had to be published, which is part of her process. You're just writing three pages to get three pages of thoughts out. You're not writing three pages that you're committing to publishing. Because I knew that was so, I found I could do it. And I found that I did it quite quickly. I didn't sit there and labor and labor and labor and try to get to three pages. I found it just rolling out of me. It's as if those morning pages sort of became 
almost a companion to me. And from that, I came to understand what does done mean for me? I will write until it's done. And we all have something different. But it is important to experiment with that if you want your day to feel accomplished like you got to a done place, what is that for you? Is it a page? Is it a particular amount of time? Is it a particular feeling you want to be at to, to get to done? Really investigate and think about that. Another thing that can sabotage people is when they say, I want to write And I want to make sure it changes the world. Well, it just might. But if your resolution is that it has to, you're kind of back to that white knuckling stage. I know you've got ideas on your mind, and I hope that you are willing to share them with me. I'm just opening up my Facebook. Oh, I do have one. I'm opening up my Facebook again to take a look at what's going on here. And... Let's take a little break, and when we come back, we will be addressing more of your questions about a New Year's resolution. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section. When Dad injured his back... When your basketball star tore his ACL, opioids helped with the pain, and you held on to them just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Opioids are powerful pain-reducing prescription medicines, but most people who are prescribed opioids don't finish their prescriptions. So millions of unused opioids are sitting in homes across the country, and tragically, More than 100 Americans die every day from overdoses involving opioids. What can you do to protect your family? Remove the risk of unused opioids from your home. Pills, patches, or syrups in drawers, purses, and cabinets, anywhere they might be hiding. To find out how to dispose of them properly, visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I am your host, Coach Debbie, and I want to thank you for joining me on this first show of 2020 where we're talking about resolutions. And this could be something that you are resolving with family or work or your love life, or it could be your writing life. So far, we have only talked about your writing life. One thing that I learned from Mr. Mark Twain, remember him? Remember his good stories? 
he has this quote that circulates on Facebook every now and then, and it always stops me. It always brings me back home to myself, and it goes like this. A man cannot be comfortable without his own approval. A man cannot be comfortable without his own approval. And because I like to take things into a metaphysical context often, what that means to me is that if I'm not on my own side, if I don't root for myself as a writer, if I don't see the potential I have in completing a piece of writing or in working with others around their writing, if I'm not just kind of going, go Debbie on the inside, things aren't going to work out so well. Mark Twain says a man cannot be comfortable without his own approval. And, and I think that's a good place to take our resolution. And that is that we don't have to white knuckle our way through something. We can find a way to rest in a certain comfort that what we resolve to do, we can do. We will do. If, if you're resolving something in your work life, and maybe it's that, um, maybe, maybe you have some goals for your family, and you're resolving that for the next couple months, you will take on those five hours of overtime each week. It's not forever. It's just for a while. But that it will help you reach particular goals with your family, let's say. So you resolve. For January and February, I will take those offers to work overtime. It's not necessarily going to be easy to put in those five hours, but your mind has to be comfortable and rooting for you that this plan is a good plan, right? This thing you are resolving feels and sounds good to you. And that you're willing to revise it if you must. But you're not going to just push and, and flounder to make it happen. But you're going to be comfortable as that idea begins and commit to it. And, and check in and see where that goes. Let's see, what about, uh, what about your stories of your life? What if you resolve to place um, maybe a more active role somewhere in your life, like um, maybe it's your love life. Maybe you're finding that uh, in your love life, I'm just making this up because I don't have a texture on this. Maybe you're just finding that in your love life, you want to resolve to show up a little more and to listen a little deeper, or to add a little more time to love life, or to maybe say yes to things that you said no to. Uh, I was excited this last December about a whole lot of parties I got involved or uh, invited to. Uh, but in in my home, uh, we we had a fair amount attending to little bit of sickness and things like that and had to say no to invitations. So I'm thinking as the year starts, uh, 
I would like to take my sweetheart out there and say yes to these people that invited us to come out and, and get involved. Even though it didn't work out during the holidays, nowhere does it say that it can't work out in January, February, early March to make some of those things happen because getting out in community is good for the love life. I don't have to just wait until next holiday. I could put some effort into how am I going to make that happen? Maybe I'm going to host a little party. Maybe there's something I could do that I haven't thought of yet. And that allows me to show up deeper for a story in my life, a story where I want to connect. And for those of you who are writing, uh, this relates to what our texter is sending in. And that is the idea that you might resolve to participate in a writing community. So we've got Hannah who is writing in. Hannah, I know this is not the first time you've written in, so I just want to thank you for listening to Coach Debbie and Story You Talk Radio. Uh, Hannah says, Sometimes I feel like I am writing in a vacuum. I know that phrase is long overused, but it is how it feels. I have started writing more often over the break. I did take time for my personal writing, although I wouldn't call this journaling. I am setting myself up for self-publishing, but I don't really know who to trust when it comes to sharing my writing. I do have a blog. I have been involved in writing communities. It's not that I'm a ver- um, It's She says virgin. I don't even know if I can say that word on the air. <laughs> it's not that I'm a virgin to these ideas. It's just that I went through a lot of criticism in the past, and I don't know if I'm setting myself up for failure by making it a New Year's resolution. Okay, very good question, Hannah. So sometimes we have experiences of being in writing communities and we remember how we progressed and we think maybe I should do that again. And then right away, uh, those old messages of it didn't always go so well come to the surface. Well, again, there were reasons why it didn't go so well. You don't want to go to that place of it was all my fault. You just want to acknowledge there were probably some very good reasons. And you can ask those questions, those why questions. Why might not that, why, <laughs> I'm not coming up with a very good question in my, why was that writing community not the one I would return to? And you might hear yourself answer that question with, uh, there were too many people. I, d- I didn't get the attention I wanted. And, and you go deeper. Why is it that I'm needing more attention than what I got at the old group? And, and answer that question. Maybe it was, I'm just thinking here, maybe it was that you would attend the writing group And because there were so many people, uh, you might get skipped and you didn't feel seen or heard. Ooh, 
I, hey, I kind of like that. You didn't feel seen or heard in the writing group. Go with that. Why is it important to feel seen or heard? And then you might hear yourself say something like, I want to know that my words matter. So I'm just, I'm just kind of floating off the cuff here, Hannah. But does that resonate with you? That you want to be in a community where you feel like your words matter? And you feel like your words matter if you get to read each time you show up? And you feel like that's possible if you tried out a new community? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just going with the flow here. But if that is so, I would encourage you to seek out community and to, to think about the idea of looking out at any forums where you might be able to see how that community is flowing or maybe even contact the person in charge and just ask what some of the bylaws are around that community. Um, maybe I should take this opportunity to invite you to one of mine. I have Facebook communities. All you got to do is go on Facebook and say, hey, I'd like to be involved in one of those private communities. We, we keep them pretty small. And I just usually ask you a, a question or two or three to figure out which one might be best for you. I also have two spots uh, left for the opening of this year where I offer a signature writing program. And it's, it's for people writing their books, their blogs, their brands. And alongside of it is a Facebook writing community. And again, it's something where you decide how much you are going to contribute. And you also, for the amount you contribute, is approximately the amount of feedback that you also offer. So if you contribute one article a week, then you find another person who has contributed in that week and you give them a little feedback on what you think is just roaring and wonderful in their piece of writing. And our feedback is all about what is wonderful. If it turns out you want to get a critique, then in my groups, not in all groups, but in my groups, you sign up for that with me and you get a critique from me. So that's just something I want to put out on offer. You can always write to me at askcoachdebbie at gmail.com, askcoachdebbie, D-E-B-B-Y, at gmail.com. Or you can go to my website, coachdebbie.com. And again, that's D-E-B-B-Y. And just click on connect or contact. Tell me a little about you. And we'll get you in the right group. While we're thinking here about those resolutions, that it doesn't serve us to white knuckle our way through it. Let me just offer another quote that has really served me well. And this comes from Joseph Campbell. A lot of you know that I teach the structure of the hero's journey and I apply it to writing. I apply it to 12-step concepts. I apply it to addiction studies. 
I apply it to just living the stories we live by. It has served me so well, and I help people use Joseph Campbell's hero's journey in their own life. And here is a quote directly from him. It says, we must let go of the life we planned so as to accept the one that is waiting for us. We must let go of the life we have planned so as to accept the one that is waiting for us. And you can make a lot of meaning around that, but one thing it means to me is don't forget to make a plan. You always, always benefit by laying down a plan, but find a way to be flexible enough with yourself or as Mark Twain said, to be comfortable enough with yourself so that you can move and ebb and flow with the plan that is bigger than the one you might have originally dreamt of. There's often a plan that is just so good, so big, so wonderful, and it's a little further down the road than the one you rode out. But if you don't grip too hard at the one you wrote out, you, you just might run straight into that plan. One example is sometimes we make a plan for how much money we want to make. This is a, a really common story that a lot of entrepreneurs live by, especially that plan of this is the year I'm going to break through six figures uh, I hear that all the time. You know what? That's a great plan. But if you want to have the highest plan of your life, I would say write it down, write it out, think about how you might manifest that plan, and then start walking in it without the tightest grip you've ever had. Walk in it and start to feel the flow of how that plan could work out for you. How might you ease into that plan? And you might find yourself making more than what you originally thought. You might find yourself making a little bit less and then having an opportunity to do something that is so big and wonderful, it's all worth it. My friends, as you step into 2020, remember that a New Year's resolution is here to help you come home to yourself in an even deeper way. It's here to help you show up. It's here to help you play thoughtfully. And as I leave you today, I really want you to think about ways that you can be compassionate and graceful about your New Year's resolution. No need to white knuckle. No need to be scared. Come home to that voice and listen to the big high plan. I'll be right back next week. And until then, I wish you a lovely week of writing. Namaste, my friends. <laughs>